You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey everybody, it's Adam, live and in person for you. Hey everybody, it's Adam, wonder who he'll interview. Hey everyone, it's Call Me Adam. Before I introduce my guest today, I just want to take a moment to thank my new Patreon members for their support, Angelo Noto and Riva and Alan Rothenberg. If you like this podcast and want to join my Patreon family, visit patreon.com slash callmeadamnyc. Now, without further ado, on today's episode of Bearing It All with Call Me Adam on the Broadway Podcast Network, I am bringing back Tony Award winner, two-time Emmy nominee, and my Broadway con special guest, the talented, hilarious Katie Huffman. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, now I have to be hilarious, Adam. You've set me up. I did set you up. Yes. <laughs> Thank yes. you, dear. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm, I is, I'm as well as we can be in this weather. Yes. No, I'm During so thrilled. A pandemic. I yes, exactly, exactly. But at least we get to be in in air conditioning. Thank goodness. Well, if you have one room, it's my bed bedroom, and you are in it. You all I, are in my bedroom right I, now. I love it. I've never been to your bedroom, so this is a first for no, me. Welcome. Yes. <laughs> Sexy. It is. I love your. I love your um the headboard. Thank you. For people yes. who can't see, it's um, it's blue, like sky blue, I would yeah. say. Yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. I have it painted, though, so my walls are still green. So it's a little bit, you know, strange right now. But it does look, on camera, you'd never know. Exactly. It, it looks great to me. <laughs> Good. See, so everybody in the world, my, my room looks great. It does. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, no need for you to, be, to have to prove that. You, it just looks great. It does. But it doesn't look as great as you do. Oh, shush. you look amazing. No, you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have so much to talk about today. All right. So um, first, I want to start with um, you have ventured these past few years into the world of digital TV. Yes. So let's start with you. Um, let's start with your show that you created um, with your um, friend, Jason. Is it sissy? It, <laughs> no, it's Chichi. <laughs> but I like Jason. Sissy. <laughs> Jason, I apologize for the mispronunciation. <laughs> That's hilarious. So the show you created together is called Katie did. Yeah. And, um, you just this year you released your first season and each episode I love is like seven to 10 minutes in length. And you sort of play a heightened, um, exaggerated version of I yourself. Would say a bitchier version of myself a little oh, bit, you know, okay. she's, she's not nearly as happy as I am with, no. with her lot in life, you yeah. know, which, you know, who the heck wants to watch a happy person all the time. <laughs> But yeah, I worked on, Jason had a real popular web series from several years ago called He's With Me, which was about, it was really a, a cute um, premise, a gay guy and a straight guy who were best friends. Oh, so wow. He's With Me, yeah. And it really, um, it was so heartfelt. And I did a little guest spot on that. But that's how we met. And I think it was our, we had a mutual friend named Ryan who introduced us. And then I got... Uh, nominated for an indie series award, as did the show for a few indie series awards. Mm. And of course, I made 
maybe $150 to do that show. And I spent $600 to go to Los Angeles. Oh my to God. See if I won an, it won an indie series <laughs> award. But I did that year. I won that year. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. It was really, really fun. Actually, we won, I believe we won two acting uh, indie series awards that year. But that is also where I met Kevin Spiritus, who we'll talk about later. Yes. But Jason and I bonded in Los Angeles at that time. And I said, hey, you know, because hey, I'm looking around at these Indie Series Awards and there are literally Oscar winning writers there, as well as all these soap opera people. Mm-hmm. Like the, the digital world, as soap operas were going away, they started making their own soap operas. Yes. And they, I think they sort of started the, the impetus for the digital uh, series world. Um, looking around, I was like, dang, this is a thing. You know, this is a real thing. And I uh, I asked Jason, if you were going to write one for me, you may hear my kitten in the background. Oh, that's why I around that. and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what would you write if you were to write one for me? And he said, oh, let me think about it. And when we got back to New York, we spent about a year meeting for lunch, mm. really just talking about my life. You know, the, the diff- because I had a long career at this point. <laughs> Um, you know, more than 30 years in the business, yes. I've seen a few things. And he um, he said, oh, okay, I think I could do something with this stuff. And he said, he, a fish out of water kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So we invented, and I'd already been on Curb Your Enthusiasm as, you know, quote myself, mm-hmm. as a Republican with OCD, you know. <laughs> so uh, he's, he created this world in a fictitious hometown where, you know, I've, I've lost everything and uh, I'm forced home to, to, all, to the, as much shame as I can possibly muster. And mom, who I do not have the greatest dysfunctional relationship with, and I run a, a cable access show. And throughout it, we sort of, you know, we use experiences I've had throughout the years in an utterly fictitious manner, mm-hmm. you know, just fictitious heightened versions of my own stories. Yeah. I love it. I mean, it's such a fun show. And I love Thank that the, the part that sends you sort of back home is that your character has this meltdown <laughs> and it goes viral. And it's just like, I mean, what it's was it like to re- video? Yeah, yes. What was it like to record that? Well, I got to tell you, it was not hard to channel some reality into that, you know. Uh, we all do a lot of auditions, and we all get questionable feedback mm-hmm. in the middle of our auditions. So I had, we had a, our assistant director kept on feeding me lines like, yeah, could you do it with a little more sensitivity this time? Can you make it realer? Can you make it, you know, and, and it's really just... Sure. Yeah, I can do all that. And of course, it's for a commercial. You know, it's not and I am convinced that I'm above doing commercials, and I lose my mind and have some cuss words involved. And it goes viral. Yes. Yeah. But hey, I want to I want to tell Hollywood in the world, I am not above doing commercials. <laughs> <laughs> the real Katie Huffman is happy to do commercials. And we would love to see you plastered all over our TV screen in a commercial. Yes. Wouldn't you? Yeah. Yes. I used, I used to do a lot of commercials. So yes. please bring back middle-aged Katie and she will happily do some commercials. Now, one of the 
one of your co-stars on the show is Vanine Cox, who Vianne, yes. Vianne, yes, who I love. Oh, love, who love. Doesn't? She's so talented. She's oh my so God. talented. Jason and I were talking this morning. She can do anything. Now, how did you come to cast her in the show? Well, that's a good question. You know, we just sort of had um some dream actresses in our minds and she was at the top of the list mm. and I don't think she knew what she was getting into. <laughs> you know, she's, you know, I, I think we played on her naivete <laughs> of the <laughs> digital world offered this show to her. She may have already shot indoor boys for which she received an Emmy nomination yes. this year. Um, so she had an idea of what doing digital was, but when she got our script, I mean, she has, a real part in this. I yes. think she's in nine episodes. You know, she does a lot of work on this. So, um, yeah, I think we just sort of tricked her into it. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's so great. And you you both, you have great chemistry together. Oh, my God. Thank you. I, I love watching you both on screen. I mean, from the, from the first meeting and, um, <laughs> I mean, the car ride to the to the studio. And later in the season, there's, a, there's an episode in... Uh, in a bar where you you are <laughs> you both are going on dates. Yeah, and perhaps there's another viral video that happens. Hmm. Mm, hmm. There may be. There may be. There may be. And uh, I mean, you just you 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 play so well off of each other. Thank um, you. You're welcome. What what has been? What, what was your favorite uh, scene to film with her? I tell you, it was any time she just got to react, mm -hmm. you know, she just, cause my, my character does tend to go on and on, you know, chit chat, blah, 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 little, you know, she's a bit of a chatty Kathy. And I think it was all those, uh, oh, there's just so many. I, and, and going back and watching them now, even if I'm talking, I tell everyone, watch Betty Ann, her mm -hmm. character is Betty Ann. Because she just does the funniest things while I'm talking. And very subtle, like, you know, I'm eating like a pig and throwing napkins on it. And I'm blah, blah, blah talking. And she just like quietly in slow motion picks up that napkin to throw it away, you know, just mm -hmm. in slow freaking motion. Or when I'm trying to embarrass her, I don't know. She's just, her reactions are hilarious. And she was just great. She was a great nemesis. Mm -hmm. You know, the two of us just had fun goading each other. And what, what would you say you learned from, I mean, you're the creative force behind the show. Yeah. What was it like for you to like get it made get it, you know, you have it out on YouTube, you have to publicize it. I mean, you did it all your, you really yes, did it all yourself. Yes. Jason and I did it all ourselves. Yeah. And I had, you know, I have produced in the past, I produced a film back in 2000, which went to, you know, in 2000, you shot on film. Mm -hmm. I mean, a totally different world. So I had, I knew it was going to be hard. I knew it was going to be intense. I knew we had to be organized, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, we did all that. And Jason, too, had already done a digital series. So we were the producers. So as soon as I got behind, the, you know, in front of the camera, Jason pretty much took over and our assistant director took over and, and they really ran the show. But we were extremely well organized. You know, he, he, Jason is great at making a schedule, which you simply need because we shot 10 episodes in. I think nine days, mm -hmm. we had to find uh, some gorilla uh, uh, 
locations. You know, sometimes you just take a camera and you go shoot something out there. Mm -hmm. And, but we also needed uh, real locations. So my apartment became several destinations as well as a studio downtown and a church. And the pastor Mm. let us use his home as my mother's living room. Oh, wow. And the exterior. Yeah. We made a, you know, what we thought of as a generous donation. I wish we could have (laughs) given more, you know, but yeah, that church was amazing. And there was a church in the village for the funeral that you Mm. saw. Mm -hmm. So we needed locations. We needed them to be cheap. Um, And everybody was really sweet and cooperative and loving. I mean, that's, I mean, my whole thing, I think we talked about this last time we spoke. It's like, I I just, I always try to lead with my heart and keep it open and love people. And, uh, you know, if something doesn't work out, it doesn't work out and we Mm -hmm. move on. And I think that helps things um, go more smoothly. And they really, as hard as it is to shoot all of that in a few days, it's such a joy as well. And if you can remember that we're doing something we love doing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, that just only helps. Yes. Yes. Well, um, everybody listening, if you have not watched Katie did yet, you have to tune in youtube.com slash Katie did watch it. It's hilarious. Um, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, we'll talk about your other digital series after forever. And, and then I do just want to talk a little bit about like moving into this, realm of of work for you so don't go anywhere we'll be right back with katie huffman the new 2023 ford escape is the perfect getaway car featuring an available 13.1 inch center stack screen 360 degree camera and bang and olufsen sound system and spatial flexibility for extra legroom the new 2023 ford escape learn more at ford.com Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Priceline presents Go to Your Happy Price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, everyone. My name is Katie Huffman, and you're listening to Bearing It All with Call Me Adam. And now we're back. Oh, magic. The magic. The magic of (laughs) podcasting. (laughs) So now you have another digital series that you have been starring in which gave earned you two emmy nominations how crazy is that it is incredible and very well deserved thank you crazy crazy so unexpected yes so this show that you're in is after forever and it was created by kevin spiritus and michael slade yes and um 
I don't want to give too much away, but it's it the the series revolves around how you move on after losing the love of your life. Yes, and it and it uh, features a, a middle aged gay couple. Yes, you know, and it's which we never get to see. No, which we don't is, see much on television. Not so. that, not often at all. Yeah. So you and you play Lisa, which is uh, the best friend of Kevin's character. No, the best friend of the dead guy. Oh yeah, right, Mitchell. <laughs> yeah, yes. Mitchell, yes. Kevin's husband who passes away. Yes. Yes. So, um, what do you? How did how did you get involved with the show? You were because I know you mentioned that you met Kevin when you were out in California. And what do you relate to about Lisa? Utter mystery as to why they asked me to do that role. <laughs> I don't know, but they did ask. They did ask. And, uh, you know, as we do in this business, you say yes. And, mm -hmm. um, and then, again, I make $150 and fall in love with a whole new group of people, mm -hmm. including, including Kevin and Michael who are just have energy and are sweet. And I mean, their production was much bigger than Katie did. They mm -hmm. had a huge crew and costumes and all that. Although Katie did had amazing costumes yes. by my friend, Christopher Lawrence, who, you know, should be winning all the awards there are for costume people. Um, but their production was huge. And I came on of that show and I was like, dang, y'all are doing this. You know, they really, uh, managed to do uh, a huge production with great production values. Yeah, so I end up as Lisa, who is a Broadway performer mm -hmm. and um, aging, me just like me, uh, you know. And but I, I guess I haven't really been performing much since I had my kids. My kids mm -hmm. are twins, and I think they're they start out at like eight years old on the series or something. Um, so one of Mitchell's dying wishes is that I go back and do a cabaret. Yeah. So I do get to sing, which is amazing. Yes. Yeah. Love so, that. <laughs> that's always fun. And of course I, I, you know, I just love doing it and uh, it's where I feel most comfortable and yeah. And then I get to go on that uh, journey of, um, of grieving, mm -hmm. grieving and dealing with my best friend's, uh, husband and I get to blame him. I get to feel guilty. I get to, you know, uh, I do so many things as an actor, which, um, you know, it's just, it, again, it's, it, as long as you can remember you're doing something you love, mm -hmm. it's, it's such a joy. But once again, I've made $150 and spent $600 to go to Los Angeles last year to see if I won an Emmy. I Oh, actually, I flew myself out twice because I was nominated for an Indie Series Award. So I spent maybe $1,200 to not win awards. <laughs> but, you know, being an artist makes no sense if you are thinking strictly financial. Yes, yes. But look at everything you have been creating and giving people and oh. that weighs weighs out the I tell you financial. Adam <laughs> I, I agree you know I'm well taken care of I'm not rich but I have people I love around me well I mean less right now during this pandemic yes. but you know I can be on zoom with you and I can be on zoom with my friends and my Marco Polo is just blowing up these days uh, but um yeah I I think I'm extremely 
fortunate. And I do often, when I find myself telling my stories, I'm like, dang, I'm that old crazy person with the stories now. <laughs> but, you know, I started working when I was 18 and yeah. I was, you know, I was on Broadway in 1985 with mm -hmm. La Fall, you know. I was a teenage drag queen. <laughs> so, yeah, I really have been doing this a long time. And yeah. I've met some incredible people and been had the great fortune of doing some amazing, uh, working with amazing people and doing some very fun work. So, yeah, I, I feel very fortunate. And as, as someone who came from performing on Broadway and now, because your last Broadway show was the nance i believe no i did chicago i was mama morton oh right you did a, right right yeah i did That's several right. little stints i did As like mama, five months right. yeah a few weeks here and there yeah. yes so what i mean what is it like to um you know now to, to move into this new way of of performing with the digital series and and you know what you know what do you what do you like about it what do you miss about not it being on a stage yeah, I mean, I've always done, as I said, I did a lot of commercials mm -hmm. when I'm in my 20s. I've always done TV shows here and there and movies here and there. So I've worked um, with cameras my whole career as well. Um, and they're different yet the same. Mm -hmm. You know, there's just sort of technical differences more than acting differences mm -hmm. for me that you have to... Uh, you know, sometimes I have to sit there and be very still, mm -hmm. which is very hard for Katie because <laughs> Katie wants to, you know, wave her hands around. Her Italian really comes out. And uh, and then you get paid a little bit more when you do <laughs> television and mm -hmm. film, which is mm -hmm. nice. So very often it's uh, supporting my theater habit. Um, but theater is, uh, it's where I come from. Mm -hmm. Um but I can't really say I prefer one to the other. I do prefer creating mm. now more than I did when I was younger. I enjoy mm -hmm. directing theater. I enjoy creating theater. I enjoy producing theater and film and television. Um, I love putting the team together. You know, mm. I love getting the right team to, uh, to do a certain job. It really thrills me when people get the opportunity to, uh, to shine and, you know, because nobody knows how to do everything. Although I've done most of the jobs that need doing on a mm -hmm. set, which is good because I know what each thing requires. There are other people who do it so much better than I do. And it's fantastic. And actually our production designer for Katie Did is also the production designer on After Forever. And he was nominated for a big old Emmy this oh, year too. That's so yeah. exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scotty Salami. I, I love it. Yeah. Well, did that answer your question? I feel like I just yes. started talking no. and never ended. No, no, no. <laughs> I, the one thing I know about when I do interviews with you is that I will <laughs> ask a question and you will answer. And no matter how long your answer is, you always, you always get to the point. Oh, thank yeah. you. Okay. Go I ahead. love it. I love it. Um, let's take another quick break. And when we come back, I do just want to talk about some of the, um, uh, topics that After Forever touches on and see how they relate to your real life. So right. don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Katie Huffman. And now we're back. <laughs> and so now, as we were talking before the break um, about your second digital series, After Forever, which you star in, um, that show touches on, it touches on death. It touches on um, living for those who ha have to grieve. So, um, 
I mean, what have you brought from your real life to that show? You know, is there is there someone that you have lost, like sort of like a Mitchell um, that you many? That... Unfortunately, there's many. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm of a certain age. You know, I was on Broadway in 1985, and that's when the AIDS pandemic really yeah. started. And of course, um, you know. Uh, <laughs> There's just so many people I loved who passed away during that time, and I can still I still miss them. Mm. Uh, but there was a decade where we just kept losing people, so I could go down a list and probably get close to a hundred people in a decade who I lost wow. either close friends, friends, business acquaintances. I mean, it was just it was nonstop. Mm. So yeah, particularly within the gay community. Uh, I've certainly suffered a lot of loss. Um, and I guess the, the kind of the one thing about grief and when you are grieving someone is remembering all the love you had for that person mm-hmm. and that you continue to have for that person. Mm-hmm. So as we get into this pandemic now, you know, the sort of the, the, um, the trigger at the very beginning was the AIDS pandemic. Mm-hmm, it it mm-hmm, sort of yeah. fright. It really scared me. It really this this is this is a frightening time. Mm-hmm. You know, people are passing away, and we've lost. You know, Nick Cordero, mm-hmm. who was a part of our community, who I didn't know well, but there's such a a bond between anybody in theater. Yes. Um, and what you know, I know him because he does what I do, or he did mm-hmm. what I do, and. Um, yeah, so we're, we're starting to lose people again and, um, gosh, it's getting caught in my throat cause mm-hmm. it does remind me of so much loss. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I have this friend, his name was Terry Dahlstrom and he was, I'm going to cry, but he was oh. my, my friend since fifth grade mm. and we had, um, in fifth grade started fantasizing about coming to New York and doing what we wanted to do. He was a cartoonist and uh, he did. He came to New York. I came to New York. I was on Broadway. He was doing art. He was doing um, Macy's windows and things like that. And he died when we were 25 years old. And oh my God, I just came across a picture of him recently. And I do, you know, now you got me going. (laughs) But, you know, it's huge. Grief is huge. Mm -hmm. And it it makes no sense. Mm -hmm. And our reactions to it are all over the place. And the reactions can pop up out of nowhere, obviously. Yes. Um, But, you know, we love these people and we always do. I guess that's Mm -hmm. the crazy thing about being human is they never leave. Mm -hmm. They always feel like they're here. And I really just, I wish Terry was here because he just would have done such great things. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very similar in after forever, the way uh, Jason always feels Mitchell uh, around him in, in no matter what he's doing from, you know, uh, 
at whether it was at work or just out with his friends or on a or date dating or someone, yeah yes yeah and he you always... know this comes from michael's own experience yes you know yes. he was married or the equivalent to married to a man who passed away yes and i mean what a generous gift to write something about his own experience yes yes I mean, that's and knowing that it comes from that makes it even more powerful when you watch the series and yeah. just to see everything that, that he went through. And we can all relate to it as humans. Yes. Which is another thing I love. Like you don't have to be gay to understand what this kind of grief, it's not a strictly gay story. It's a, right. it's a really human story. It is. It is. And that's what I love about the show and the writing. And it's just, it's so well done that way that it's, it's so universal. Yeah, it so. really is. We're going to take another break. And when we come back, we'll do some, uh, we're going to do some rapid fire questions and, uh, and then we'll get to my famous question. So okay. don't go anywhere more with Katie Huffman. So now we're back. Um, <laughs> so let's go to some rapid fire questions so we can find out some things about you now different than what we did at Broadway con because at yeah. Broadway con we did uh, I, I had a game inspired by Katie did and asking you things that did you do these yeah you're right yes but now we're just gonna go into some random uh, rapid fire questions so okay. I want to know um, peanut butter crunchy or smooth oh smooth favorite brands of peanut butter you know <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say Smooth, unsalted Trader Joe's peanut yes. butter, the cheap kind. Love it. Love it. Favorite M&M flavor? Peanut. Yes. And favorite M&M color? Oh, green, of course. Oh, Come yes. On. You know. Yes. Uh, you're I'm old. I'm not dead. <laughs> <laughs> your go-to emoji when texting? Oh, poop. <laughs> But I've started it. on, I, I do love the poop emoji and I have like massive ones that I can use of all different colors and attitudes, but I also love doing a farting cat, oh. you know, a cat with a little wind behind yes. it. So I'm I a 12 year that. old boy. <laughs> um, how do you take your coffee? With a little milk. And if I'm going crazy and I'm out. A little half and half. Watch out. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I could be fun too. Yes, you can. <laughs> and your favorite scent or smell? Earth. Mm. I got really earthy, wet soil mm -hmm. smell. Oh, I love that. Mm, I love it. Yes. My favorite scent and smell is when you're walking outside primarily in the winter and fall and you walk by a house that has a fireplace going mm. and you can smell. Mm. You sort of get the fire and the snow. Yes. You know, ah, oh, it's a yes. good smell. And then I just get so angry that I don't have a fireplace. You to, will. And you I, will one, day, a, that, one day you one will have day, a fireplace. One day that is my goal. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love it. The things we dream of in New York I know. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, it's crazy. It is crazy. It is. Um, all right. Well, I mean, we're already at the end of the interview, what? which I can't believe. I know. It's crazy. I talk a lot. <laughs> it's crazy. You are so much fun. I always enjoy talking with oh, you. Adam, I'm so proud of you. Oh, I mean, thank you. I can't, you know, you have been, you have persevered, man, and you just get better and better all the time. And thank it's awesome. You. Yeah. Thank and you. thank you for being such an advocate for me and my community. And, oh, you're welcome. You know, it's beautiful. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. Thanks. I, 
So I always end my interviews uh, playing off of the title of my podcast, Bearing It All with Call Me Adam. So if you could bear it all and reveal something about yourself that you haven't told previously, what would you share with me today? I don't think I've shared this with you. Um, but speaking of being a 12-year-old boy, which is essentially uh, my sense of humor, among other things. But I tell you, I really wanted to be a boy. I mean, I really wished I was a boy. I really, I would have, like at four years old, I really thought if I concentrated hard enough, I could become a boy. And I used to practice shaving my face, like with my, with my toothbrush. <laughs> and I have two older brothers. And I, I thought, oh, it just makes so much more sense to be a boy. They're just so strong and fast and they can stand up and pee. Um, and I tell you, I, I grew up in an environment, one of my brothers dressed in a, a dress, went to school and won most beautiful senorita in fifth grade. Wow. And I was allowed to be utterly myself. You know, I dressed as a boy pretty much every day mm. because that's what I wanted to be. And I'm realizing now nobody ever said, don't do that. Mm. So I just, um, I was allowed to be me, which was a little boy, you know, some of my friends, I have this friend, Chuck Replogle, who remembers me playing Fritz in the Nutcracker and we were like little best friends. Um, but um, yeah, I, I really wanted to be a boy and I just want to encourage everybody who feels a little bit different, uh, you know, not everybody gets the advantage of that environment where I'm not told to be uh, anything that anybody else thinks I should be, mm -hmm. you know, as chaotic as my home life could be growing up. That was not one of the things they focused on. And um, I just want to assure everyone we are who we are little Lacage reference there, but it's yeah. true. We are who we are and um, love yourself and that your, you know, your community it's, if your community isn't here with you right now, you're, you will find your community. However you fit in, you will find it. And you are lovable, and we are all lovable. And yes, I kind of still wish I was a boy. But I'm not. I'm a woman. And that's awesome, too. <laughs> that is a beautiful sentiment and, and uh, advice to put out there. And you're, you're very lucky that that you were just accepted as you were. And, yeah. um, and like you said, it, if you don't have your community right now, you will find it. And it's true. I mean, it took me, I had very little friends, very, not little, like small, but I had <laughs> Tiny friends. very few friends growing <laughs> yeah. up. I mean, most of my friends were the TV shows that I watched and yeah. you do find your community eventually. It took until college, but uh, I did yeah. find my people and, and after college as well. So you do come into it. And you continue to do so, right? Yes. I mean, as you grow and accept yourself more and more, you find more and more people to relate to and, and love in your life. Yes. Yes. That's it's awesome. a never ending process. Yeah, it truly, yes. if you're lucky, it's a never ending process. Yes. Well, I have to thank you so much for coming back on the show. I love oh, talking please. to you. Anytime, Adam. I love thank talking you. to you too. And where can people find you on social media? At Katie Huffman, C-A-D-Y-H-U-F-F-M-A-N. Uh, you know, I bought up those names as, you know, as quickly as, as social media came out. So I mostly am on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
not much Twitter. I mean, I try, but for some reason, I don't know how to do Twitter, but I'm on there. <laughs> um, but yeah, mostly Instagram and Facebook and a little Pinterest, but it's always Katie Huffman. Yeah. I love it. Well, everybody's going to follow you and everybody listening. Woo! If you have not watched Katie did go to youtube.com uh, backslash Katie did and watch it. And if you have watched it, watch it again. And <laughs> yes. if you have not watched Katie on after forever, go to Amazon prime uh, the first two seasons are there and watch her on it. She's amazing. And you, always remember here at the Broadway Podcast Network, we have over 70 art and theater related podcasts. So keep listening. Yay. Yay. <laughs> and that's the interview. Woohoo! He'll get the dirt and the scoop and the story for he happens to be in the know. Just ask anybody who's had up at for the business of show call me adam.com find more episodes of burying it all with call me adam at broadwaypodcastnetwork.com and everywhere podcasts are streamed including itunes spotify iHeartRadio, google play music and stitcher follow me on social media facebook twitter instagram at call me adam nyc for my print and video interviews, visit my website, callmeadam.com. And finally, if you really want to get involved, become a member of my Patreon page at patreon.com backslash callmeadamnyc. There, you'll get exclusive perks, including behind-the-scenes photos, videos, and everybody's favorite swag.